Hey, this is Kyle from the Longbox Cast. I'm sure you've heard my co-host Steve talk about Revenge Lover designs a million times. But now I'm going to mention it for the one millionth and one time, so stick with me here. If you need a really kick-ass logo, but you don't want to ask your neighbor's kid because you know he's going to do it on PowerPoint or Microsoft Word, then go to revengelover.com and tell her Kyle from the Longbox Cast sent you. I guarantee you she'll use Photoshop or Illustrator, one of the professional design programs that graphic designers are supposed to be doing. Seriously, who the hell uses PowerPoint? Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. back with a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And yeah, so we're back. Um, of course, you can find us on www.facebook.com backslash Not Another Bee Horrorcast. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bee Horrorcast. And yeah, so before we also dive into the show... Let me actually pull up our Twitter account and see if we have any new followings or anything new. So let's see. So yes, B Horrorcast. So yes, we did. Um, let's see. Looks like we had one new person is following us. Let's see. Ooh. Well, thank um, you, whoever you are. Well, if I was, you're listening. I will be reading off the thing. So um, let's see. Uh, Fernand Fernando Nor. And two others liked a tweet we were mentioned in. Um, I'm not sure when this person, this Allison Quincy, she liked us. Uh, but it looks like one of the new followers we have is Artin John. Um, let's see. Let's. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for following us and retweeting our stuff and things like that. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we're at uh, 48 followers. So actually, we're two followers away from 50 on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah, we're still at 42 likes on Facebook, so don't know what's going on there, kids. So if you like us... If, if we you want to see Anna's boobs, get us to freaking 100 already, people. Come on. 75. Wow, you really like to sell yourself short. No, I know it wasn't. I can't, I can't remember if it was 75 or 100. It was probably I'm just 100. saying 100. Anyways, yeah, we'll go with 100, and you'll see me in a bikini. So it won't be full boobs, but, you know, at least... Some cleavage, hey, going, some cleavage on, so. going on. That's something. But uh, yeah, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the show, Anna, how's your week so far? Uh, honestly, I've had better. I've had worse, but I've had better. It's a weird week. Yeah. Temperatures are rising in the place where we live, uh, Arizona. So yeah, it keeps getting hotter and hotter. And yeah, I mean, it was the first day of spring on Monday, and it was 120 degrees first on Sunday. Of, you mean the first of day of summer? summer? Sorry, it was the first day of summer on Monday, but yet on. Sunday, the day before the first technical day of summer, mm. it was 120 degrees outside. So tell me how that works. I don't, I didn't know spring could get that hot. I'm not a, you mean summer? No, I meant spring because technically it was still, it was the day before summer started that it was oh. 120 degrees. Okay. So. Um, yeah. So we're back. Um, watch the new movie. Oh yeah. How was your week? Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, uh, just... Oh, okay. I hung out with Pat, got uh, checked out a new brewery. Um, have to remember the name of the brewery now. I had that up one of on your last phone. podcasts with Eric. Uh, not last one yet. The last one with Eric will be on Friday. Sad face. Um, he leaves after that, so uh, didn't even plan what's going on with that show. It's probably gonna be like one of the worst episodes ever. Um, I doubt that. Uh, where was, where did Pat and I go? Um, 
Oh, shit, I gotta do that, too. Well, while you're looking that up, um, do we need to promote any of our sponsors? or? Uh, well, we have two bumpers in the front, I guess. If you guys want to go to Amazon.com and go to the Sasquatch banner, uh, or go to whatever. The Sasquatch.net and click on the Amazon banner. And it doesn't even matter. No one does it, so I don't really care. <laughs> I feel like I don't even need to... Why am I even bothering with sponsors? Aw. See, people, this is what happens whenever you don't go to the Sasquatch.net and click on the Amazon ba- banner. Then you make Steve depressed. I'm always depressed. Because then he doesn't have any money for any of the podcasting equipment. Somebody uh, gets sad. I'm just always depressed. So. Um... Oh, there it is. It's called Helton Brewing. Um, we went to, so had a few beers there. They're pretty good. They only have like four like local brews that they make themselves and whatnot. But yeah, so go ahead and check them out. Um, and or whatnot and everything. Were they like? Was it a? Were there any? Or what kind of beers were they that they made themselves? Was it like a blonde or an IPA? Well, yeah, they had uh, they had an IPA. They had a blonde. They have a milk stout, and then they have I forget what the other one was. Oh, okay. Which one would you recommend out of the... I li- Actually, I liked them all. I, the IPA was actually pretty good. It wasn't that hoppy, but I actually really enjoyed the, the milk stout. Um, mm. But, yeah, so... Very cool. You can actually do a sampler of the four beers. It's like $1.50, which is actually pretty good, so... That is really good. So, yeah, I got to taste all those and then pick the one that we wanted, so... Awesome. Um, but, yeah, other than that, just working and getting ready for... I don't know, 4th of July or something. Oh, yeah, that's happening in a week and a half. (coughs) So, yeah, kiddos, you can listen to us while you're drinking in your apartment instead of watching the fireworks go off. Well, Oh, um, wait, no, that's just me drinking in my apartment. um, No, well, they got, (laughs) like, a while before they even get to listen to that show. That won't be until, like, episode 32, um, if we even make it that far. Uh, But, yeah, that's... uh, that's been a bit. I don't know. I have no energy. I should have probably gotten an energy drink or brewed some coffee before this or something like that. I have like no energy for the show right now. It's all good. So, but not like you guys give a shit. No, not really. Well, even if they do, it's not like they would write us and tell us about it anyway. Yeah, this is a real. I I apologize right now. This is not a high energetic show. Maybe I should have had some edibles before I started or something. <laughs> I really need to smoke more weed. Um, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. All I'm right. debating if I get some now. I don't know if it'll... Kick in in time. Kick in in time. Well, anyways, um, did you want to start with the one news that you have on the thing, or did you want to go into the two other eerie news of the week we have? Um, Let's start with the eerie news of the week, and then we can go into the movie crap. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so, uh, wow, this is a really low-energy show. All right, <laughs> I'm just exhausted. Um, all right, so time for the Eerie News of the Week. I'm not going to make it that long anymore. Aww. I feel like it drags out, and people probably don't give a shit. So, um, yeah, so The Conjuring 2 came out, yeah. and apparently, um, according to a weird... Weak and weird. A uh, man dies while watching The Conjuring 2. Viewers report ghosts following them home from the theater. So apparently, certain people are having some stuff happen to them while they watch The Conjuring 2. Before I read the actual story, this is a warning, I guess, that certain theaters might have. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this is from the first movie or the second movie, because this says The Conjuring. But there's a sign, apparently, outside of maybe some theaters that say, um, warning, the film you're about to see is psychological and emotional, emotionally disturbing. People have attended early screenings of the film and have complained about many unusual circumstances that they have uh, experienced after seeing the film. Due to our uh, concern for your well-being, we are inviting uh, Father uh, Prezer to be here. Okay, this might actually just be at one theater then. He will be available after the film to provide spiritual support and or uh, conduct a personal blessing should you feel the need. Please do not hesitate to seek help. Ask a representative where you can sign up for a session with our priest. Um, let's see. So this is... Where is this one at? 
Okay, so when the film premiered, I guess back the first film premiered back in 2013, Warner Brothers made a new news for the employee real life priest to bless freaked out audience during the screening. Okay, so this was after this was after the first one, I guess. Yeah, um, I just saw that. Okay, so apparently then the the second one, let me double check with the second one. So if you went to see The Conjuring 2 this weekend and survive, you should count yourself lucky. Viewers of James Wan's horror sequels aren't just uh, reporting ghosts following them home in the theaters, but some of them are dying during the film climax. Wow, that's how I want to go out. Um, <laughs> look, dude, if I'm like about to die and having sex and I come and then I die, I can, I will die happy. Um, <laughs> just be like, um, get this ghost fluid out of me. Um, uh, so on Tuesday, a 62-year-old man collapsed during the climax of the con- – I can't even take that seriously. <laughs> just say during the film. Just don't say the climax because I'm just thinking like <laughs> an old guy's just there like <laughs> – <laughs> Conjuring 2, um, during which a famed uh, demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warner battled the Dometic uh, nun, spoiler alerts, nun uh, Val, Val, Val- Valak. The man had complained of chest pains during the uh, cinematic scene, only to lose consciousness in his seat. He no, was no. later. Hmm? It was climactic. Oh, scene. during his climactic <laughs> scene. Gee, again, climactic. Again, come on, guys. Yeah, God, this nun's hot. <laughs> um, only to lose consciousness in his seat, he was later pronounced dead at the hospital. Sure, it could be a con- uh, a coincidence, but here's the weird part: the hospital employees claim they have no idea what happened to the man's body. Yeah, because he. Pro- okay, this is. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna throw it out. This guy probably gets off on horror films. Sixty-five year old man. He probably look. He's like, look, I'm old. What are they gonna do? They're gonna throw me in jail for the rest of my life. Who the fuck do I care? So he probably just goes to theaters. These horror film. He probably like self strangulates himself while masturbating. Passes <laughs> out like during the climax of the film literally and then he like wakes up in the hospital like damn it i'm not dead yet and then he just like fucking bolts out he's like yeah i win again you know kind of thing um, like, hospital st- staff fuck told you death i want again the hospital sp- staff told the man's theater companion to escort the body to a local medical college of course yeah he's got a partner in crime and they're like oh get you out of here buddy you did it again at the climax i filmed it we'll watch it later and put it on pornhub <laughs> um the odd death is just the latest in strings of strange events surrounding the release of The Conjuring 2. Okay, I'm going to just say that old man is a fuck. I think I found uh, my stride. I'm sorry the show started off so so, so, so disin- disheartening. Uh, but that old man just like... <laughs> that's all I can think. Now, now all I'm going to think about if we go see The Conjuring 2 is I'm going to be like watching The Conjuring 2, hashtag climax, hashtag old man, hashtag dirty. Um... <laughs> But it looks oh, like we're most... gonna have to watch this now just so I can try and figure out the exact point where he climaxed. Yeah, I want to know where he climaxed. So with the film's climax, I just want to know if like I'll be like, that's hot. Like I want to go home and masturbate to that scene now. Um, okay, <laughs> just take but... a picture on your phone and then use it later. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the contrary to the most common in which uh, are claims that viewers have left the theater only to return to a haunted homes. Uh, on June 10th, one man claimed that he returned from a screening of the film, only to discover that a a fresh cross had menis- uh, manifested across the, his hotel bathroom mirror. Um, now, what I love is he's taking a picture. You can see the the cross, and you're like, okay. And you see the girl in the background. Do you just do you think the woman's not fucking with you or what? Because it literally just looked like someone just went. Yeah, and he was saying, oh, she didn't do it, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well. We came back to the hotel room at 2.30. Wow, dude, you were fucking trying to get laid. You probably were on a climax, too, after that movie. Probably. Um, And also, like, why are they staying in a hotel room and then going, you know what we need? We need to go and watch a a horror movie. Like. I mean, oh, okay, it, maybe it just seems weird to me that they're go- they're staying at a hotel and then they go out and see a movie like mm. while they're staying. I mean, whenever I'm on vacation, I don't go, hey, let's go to the theater. You like, never know. <laughs> you could be out somewhere and it's like, hey, there's nothing going on today. You want to go see the contract too? Maybe they want to. Maybe it's a guy out of town. Maybe it was a press person or something. I don't know. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Or maybe, yeah. like I said, maybe they're underage. They're like 18. They don't have a place of their own. Like, let's get a hotel room. We'll go see a scary oh, movie. Yeah. Scary movies turn this bitch on, man. Like she's fucking horny for it. She likes to draw crosses on the thing, and then we <laughs> fucking get it on, like an old man jerking off in a theater and then climaxing yeah. and then running away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, and it's funny, like, I'm reading this story, and I'm like, kind of intrigued, kind of not intrigued. I want to read it more about this old man, unless this is it. But then I got distracted by a shirt called Bigfoot is a Ghost, and it glows in the dark. <laughs> on uh, Week and Weird, so I might be picking that shirt up for, like, no apparent reason. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, that would be pretty awesome. I will say this. Usually when you go see a horror film... Now, granted, I could be wrong. I want to believe. I'm like Fox Mulder. Um, there could be you know, some stuff that might happen. Maybe it kind of screws you up or whatnot. But most of the time when you leave a theater at a certain... Uh, like if you go see The Conjuring late at night, come home and it's kind of like with any horror film. You're kind of driving home and you're with somebody and you're chit-chatting, but you still have like some of that stuff and, and your eyes can play tricks on you because you just had like this pretty much kind of like a rush of adrenaline throughout that movie mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, like, oh, this part was really good and this part was really good. And it's the same thing. Like when you're kind of telling ghost stories to each other and stuff like that, like right before you go to bed, you kind of have a little bit of trouble sleeping because it's like, you're like, oh, what, what's going on? Or even if you literally had like ghost stories, it's like, okay, I got to go home. And then like you're driving home and throughout your entire time you're looking in your back window like is there, is there someone back there is there no yeah. one back there i mean it's just like a simple thing so i would like to follow this story a little bit i'd like to see because i guarantee <laughs> i'm gonna go see it and nothing's probably gonna happen and i might climax in the theater i'm not sure we'll find out i'll keep you guys posted <clears throat> hashtag steve climax will be my hashtag for that <laughs> um but yeah okay so i just wanted to read a couple of the comments that people put underneath it so one girl said lol so this happens during the climax of the movie so can we at least say that the poor man died during climax just like you were like i was saying another one just went what's this (laughs) and then somebody else said we went to see this on tuesday 14th of june only problem we had was the idiot in front of us an idiot in front telling us to stop screaming LOL. Well, yeah, if you're screaming in the fucking movie, I'm going to turn around and tell you to shut the fuck up. Like, I get that it's a horror movie, but, okay, there's a difference between watching a horror movie and getting startled by it and screaming every time something slightly tense even remotely happens in the movie. Like, seriously. But no one takes a case. No one takes a case control. but this stupid lady. Uh blank uh, her name whatever check this out before you go oh yeah she's telling this girl to check this out check this out before you guys go see this and please do not take the children please okay first off the movie is rated r yeah the another movie that was rated r that we told people not to bring their children was deadpool if the movie is rated r and your child is not 17 or i would you know what if you're accompanying them i would say no younger than I would say a 15-year-old could probably handle this, maybe a 14-year-old, you know, kind of thing. But then, like, the girl right below her just goes, I wouldn't take them. Like, yeah. how fucking stupid. Uh, like, duh. This guy said, nobody followed me home. What's this? Uh, I just love that. What's this? <laughs> but, yeah, so if you, if, you, if you see an old man in the Conjuring 2 movie when you're watching it, be careful. He might be climaxing. <laughs> um, haunted grave in the middle of the road? I think I've heard the story on a couple of different places talking about this. The mystery of a mass grave in the middle of the road. Uh, one of the, the Indiana's most haunted hotspots has been uh, scaring off uh, midnight uh, visitors and road workers alike for hundreds of years. But now the mysterious grave in the middle of the road has gotten even stranger after discovering of not one but several bodies underneath the single headstone. Yes, okay, I think I have heard about this. Yeah, the it was in the middle of the road and they ended up building the the road around like the grave area because I think they talked about it on Bizarre States like several months yes. ago. But I think the weirdest part about it is people been wanting to. Um, Nancy's grandson, Daniel G. Dottie, um, I guess there's been a petition to, like, the weird part was, I think it was to move her body and give it, like, a proper burial, Mm -hmm. but nobody (laughs) talked about the other six bodies included in that mess. Uh, it's just like, move her, because apparently she was somebody or something like that. Um, well, no, she wasn't even somebody. It's just they used her, like, somehow, like, the media just got fixated on this one woman. Out of, like, the other, like, out of the entire group of people, like, she was just the one that ended up being the one that, like, everybody fixated on. So, therefore, that was what all the attention was drawn to. So, it really had nothing to do with it. <laughs> they are just like, oh, yeah, we're going to focus on this person. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting or whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, so <clears throat> where are your gravestones at? Hashtag us at my gravestone is... <laughs> My gravestone is blank. Blank. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap up all this weird stuff from uh, this stuff in week. But you have something you want to bring up. You actually started researching somebody while you were um, bored. 
I'm just going to say poor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, we, we do want to touch upon some of this stuff sometimes. So I think this would be a great opportunity to start maybe this new segment. So, uh, Anna, without further ado, why don't you enlighten us about something you found? All right. So I think I may start a, like maybe like a five minute segment about serial killers. Um, there's this guy that I found and I was just listening to a, Oh, I was listening to lore. That's what it was. It's this other podcast that's come up a couple times um on our podcast and I started listening to it and I heard this guy the the uh the host of the lore show mention this guy in passing and say something about how he was a vampire serial killer and I thought well that's odd so I ended up looking it up this guy Richard Trenton Chase uh from May 23rd 1950 to December 26th 1980 was an American serial killer who killed six people in the span of a month in Sacramento, California. He was nicknamed the Vampire of Sacramento because he drank his victims' blood and cannibalized their remains. So he was a lovely person. Mm-hmm. Um and then essentially his first killing was or his first known killing was a drive-by shooting uh, of the victim Ambrose Griffin, who was a 51-year-old engineer <laughs> and father. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap! Is what he yeah. said he got bot- shot at. And he went, eh! and died. <laughs> Holy crap, that's like a climax from another dude. <laughs> um, he, he, that's so weird. He, it was a drive-by shooting. He just drove by and went, and shot the guy. I'm like, okay. Is everybody this old man from The Conjuring 2? He's yeah. just like, <laughs> uh, um, my face, neck, and chest. Pretty much. You know what? The guy turned around. Now I, I'm backtracking. I know you're trying to, this is like a really serious thing. You're like, this is an interesting fact. But now I'm going back to the person who was yelling at the people for freaking out the theater. He's probably like, I'm trying to come and you're not making it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to masturbate with you guys talking. Not for me. Yeah, um, not for me. Yeah, the old guy's like, not for me. Uh, and dikes. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, he probably passed the fuck out, woke up embarrassed. All right, so this is where it really gets fucked up. So he attempted to enter the home of a woman two weeks later, but because her doors were locked, he walked away. Chase later told the detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome, but <laughs> unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. Well, he did take the uh, the lore of the uh, the vampires then, because you, don't you have to invite oh, yeah, them in? True. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's similar. I mean, granted, no one was inviting him in with an unlocked door, but I mean, at least he was kind of like, it was more like, fuck, can't get in. Yeah, he was like, oh, the door's locked. Yeah, try the next one. Um, Glad he wasn't like a locksmith or something. Yeah. He might have would have had more oh, bodies. Oh, this is it's weird. He was once caught and chased off by a couple returning home as he pilfered their belongings. He had also urinated and defecated on their beds and clothing. So what actually happened with that was he went into their infant son's bedroom Shit in the uh in the the crib and then peed all over the son's clothing that was in the drawer. Like fucking weird dude. Yeah. So after all that wait, happened, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's the weird part. I'm sorry. Him breaking into houses, killing people, drinking their blood, and dismantling their body. But you're like, no, no, no. That's pretty messed up. But when he went into a child's bedroom and defecated in the crib and peed all of that's well, where I draw the line. No, that's what I don't get. Like, if you're, like, if well, he's you probably angry for killing people, I get it. If well, he's probably angry. He probably came over there, the door's unlocked. He's like, fuck that. I'm going to take a shit in this crib, you know, and then pee all over these but clothes. Why the crib? Because, I mean, I'm going to pee on the baby's clothing. Like, why? Maybe, Are you marking your territory, motherfucker? Or, or he did it, or he did it because he was like, they're going to have to leave to go get a new crib and new clothes for the baby. Baby, and they well, they don't really have to leave to get new clothes for the baby. Oh, okay, they can just would, wash the clothing. I, okay, if <laughs> if a if a man broke into your place yeah, and peed, not even peed, if a man even like just started coming on all your like belongings and stuff like that, were you really gonna? Well, not the underwear, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not gonna put that. I would. I think everyone would just burn their shit. They'd be yeah, like, ah, quite possibly. Um, but so the okay. Now it gets really fucked. Now it up. gets really weird. Now I get no now it gets just really fucked. Okay. So Teresa Wallen was Chase's next victim on January twenty third. Three months pregnant at the time, Wallen was surprised at her home by Chase, Ooh. who shot her three times, killing her using the same gun he used to kill Griffin. He then raped her corpse her corpse, 
while stabbing her several times with a butcher knife. He then removed multiple organs, cut off one of her nipples, and drank the blood. Before leaving, he collected dog feces from the yard and stuffed it into the victim's mouth and down her throat. On January 27th, Chase committed his final murders, entering the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Marath. He encountered her friend Danny Meredith, whom he shot with his 22 handgun. Stealing Meredith's wallet and car keys, he rampaged through the house, fatally shooting Marath, her six-year-old son Jason, and her 22-month-old nephew, David Ferreira. As with Wallen, Chase engaged in necrophilia and cannibalism with Marath's corpse. So, one second, like... Shit. Uh, like they don't actually go into detail well, on when, that one. When, on well, a question: When when did uh, I might I might have missed uh, the dates? Like mm-hmm. when 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 did this take place? Like error? Uh, so let's see. Because I'm like, this is I'm like, granted, I'm glad he got caught after. First murder was December 29th, 1977. Okay, so in the 70s, all right. Second murder. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for. Ew. Second murder was January eleventh, nineteen seventy-eight, and then the third the the third incident was the mass murder, which was on J- January twenty-third, nineteen seventy-eight. Mm. So this is all within like less than a month, essentially. So, okay, so the description of what happened. Just like, where do you get? I gotta get <clears throat> caught. Like, yeah. So, uh. He entered the home of 38-year-old Evan Marath, who was babysitting her 22-month-old nephew, David. Also present in the home was Evelyn's six-year-old son, Jason, and Dan Meredith, a neighbor who had come over to check on Evelyn. Evelyn was in the bath while Dan watched children. He went in the front hallway when Chase entered the home and was shot in the head at point-blank range, uh, killing him, uh, obviously. Chase then turned the corpse over and stole Dan's wallet and car keys. Jason ran to his mother's bedroom bedroom where Chase fatally shot him twice in the head at point-blank range. On the way to killing Jason, Chase also shot David, the 22-month-old, in the head. Chase then entered the bathroom and fatally shot Evelyn once in the head. He dragged her corpse onto the bed where he simultaneously sodomized it and drank its blood from a series of slices to the back of the neck. Uh... Medical examiners reported an inordinate amount of semen in the corpse's rectum, indicating an unusual amount of ejaculations. Damn. When Chase had finished, he stabbed her at least half a dozen times in the anus by penetrating her uterus, which caused blood from her internal or uh, penetrating her uterus. He stabbed her in a series of vital points on the body, which caused blood from her internal organs to pool into her abdomen which he then sliced open and drained into a bucket. He then consumed all of the blood. Chase then went to retrieve David's corpse. He took it to the bathroom and split its skull open in the bathroom and consumed some of the brain matter. The only thing I get from this is drinking blood must make you have a lot of semen. I guess. Because I'm like, that guy must be, like, I don't know if he's consistently just keep on coming just like one time after another or this is just like really gets him off and he's just like, Yeah. It's like the conjuring two up in there. And then, uh, I guess, a six-year-old girl with whom Jason Marath had a playdate knocked on the door, startling Chase. He fled the residence, stealing Dan Meredith's car. The girl alerted a neighbor. Uh, The neighbor broke in and discovered it. Uh, Police discovered that Chase had left perfect handprints and perfect imprints of the soles of his shoes in Evelyn's blood. Chase, meanwhile, this is, again, really fucked up, dude. Meanwhile, took David's corpse home with him, where he chopped off his penis and used it as a straw through which he sucked the blood out of the body. (laughs) He then sliced the corpse open and consumed several internal organs and made smoothies out of others, finally disposing of the corpse at a nearby church. Ah, lovely. At least he was a churchgoer. Yeah. So, five days after the mass murder, after hearing the FBI profile, the, a woman named Nancy Holden contacted police saying she believed Richard Chase could be the killer. Um, <clears throat> a team of police went to Chase's apartment where they asked to speak with him. Chase refused. The detectives and the police hid down the hallway and waited for Chase to leave, arresting him when he left the apartment carrying a bloodstained box. Uh, his parka and shoes were likewise bloodstained. Inside were pieces of shredded blood-soaked wallpaper and the bloodstained twenty-two with which he had committed the murders. Hmm. Um, yeah, sir, detectives along with Russell and Vor- 
Pagel, I guess, performed a search of Chase's apartment. They found the walls, floor, ceiling, refrigerator, and all of Chase's eating and drinking utensils soaked in blood. On the counter was the blender Chase used to make his smoothies. It was caked in coagulated blood and the rotting matter of internal organs. Inside the refrigerator, police found several animal body parts wrapped in aluminum foil, David's brains in a Tupperware container, and pieces of his body wrapped in saran wrap, and several of Evelyn Marath and Teresa Wallen's internal organs. Um, on another counter were several pet calls. So essentially, he was just fucking insane. <laughs> A little bit. And actually, it kind of sound doesn't sound too far off of uh, what was going on in the voices, which we just watched, with like just the fucking blood everywhere. Yeah, but he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't eating the. Uh, yeah, that's true. Bodies. He didn't eat anything. He just chopped them up. Um. <coughs> but yeah, I was reading this and just like, the more I read it, the more I was like, what the hell yeah, am geez. I reading? Like, man, I mean. I thought that there was some seriously fucked up people in the world. But I will say this, Lord. though. He wasn't wasteful. That's true. At least he took care of everything. Um, oh, yeah. And then he ended up committing suicide by um, using an overdose of doctor pres- uh, prison doctor prescribed antidepressants. Oh. So, and I guess the 1988 movie Rampage was loosely based on Chase's crimes. Hmm. So, he was... Totally fucking insane. Um, but yeah, I just saw that and I thought that was interesting and frightening and disturbing on several levels. So figured out I'd let you all join in on the on horror the, on of the it all. Horror of it all. <laughs> so yeah, next topic. <laughs> like, how do you transition from that? Uh, yeah, so let's talk about <laughs> non um non horrifying things. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really no no way to transition out of that. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna jump into the next segment if that's okay with. Yeah, you. that's uh, that's fine. I was trying to. Oh, why went on that thing? I was trying to do something with the. Okay, I gotta do that with the other thing. I was trying to. Eric asked me to upload a show, and I'm always, every time I go to do it from iTunes, I can never remember the. Uh, oh. What channels I have to go through to do it? I gotcha. But anyways, yeah. So let's go on to I guess the horror movie news of the week. Um. <clears throat> Alrighty. So we do not have news. a. I don't think we. Oh, we do have. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I forgot. I'm not doing my job here because I got distracted with trying to do freaking. This is what I love. Eric doesn't have iTunes because he is against Apple products and stuff like that. But to get other people's shows on iTunes, he has to send it to me or Eric <laughs> or uh, Matthew to do it because we have iTunes and whatnot. So Eric, get your shit together. Yeah. That should be a hashtag. You are now entering a world, a world where truth and truth is not real or something. I don't know. Fuck. Horror movie news. <laughs> you know what? I like that intro. It works. All right. All right. So first story um, that I saw that I thought was interesting. So Selma Blair. Uh-huh. No idea who this bitch is, but that's cool. Uh, joins Nicolas Cage in a horror film called uh, Mom and Dad. Uh, the tracking board is reporting that actress Selma Blair, oh, from the Hellboy films, People vs. O.J. Simpson, Anger and Anger Management will co-star with uh, Nicolas Cage, Leaving Las Vegas, Kick-Ass, and National Treasure. That's a weird selection of movies. Uh, in the ho- upcoming horror film Mom and Dad, the uh, story revolves around a teenage girl and her little brother who are forced to survive for 24 hours when a mysterious mass hysteria causes the parents, Blair and Cage, become aggressively violent against their own kids. Yeah. Uh, crank filmmaker Brian Taylor uh, will write and direct the film. He previously helmed Cage and the 2011 superhero sequel Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Um, so it does sound interesting. Um, and of course it has Nicolas Cage, who's known for such wonderful movies as Face Off mm-hmm. and... Uh, well, gone in 60 seconds. Well, uh, Raising Arizona. I mean, he's had some good films. I mean, yeah. a lot of people just like to look on the shit films that he's done. But then again, if you had your house uh, going to be uh, 
repossessed and didn't pay back taxes or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, you'd you think know? you would pay attention to having to pay taxes. But N- why? Not? Wesley Snipes didn't. Wesley Snipes like, can I just do a bunch of shitty movies? They're like, no, you're going to jail. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like how Wesley Snipes are like, we're throwing you in jail, but Nicolas Cage are like, eh, just make a bunch of movies, make yeah, money back. Make a Give bunch of shitty movies. Um <laughs> You're like, no, what am I supposed to do? Wow, Anna's do jumping in to do a I Nicolas can't do Cage a Nicholas Cage impersonation. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go for it. Do it. No, no, no. Yeah, I like do your, it. No, no, I do like it. your do impersonation. It. Like, you're on no, it. That was, that you're was on it. You're, and it's all that you. Was, that's all I got. It was just, that's, yeah. Mm-mm. I can't. Do it again. <laughs> if you don't do it again, you're fired. Well, then fire me because I can't do it again. That was great. You're just like, uh. I'm laughing. Uh, yeah, old guy. Yeah, it just to, turns into an old guy. Uh, no, the old guy wants to come when you do it again, so you're gonna have to <laughs> bust out your Nicolas Cage. This is this is hashtag <clears throat> Anna movie date. This is Anna uh, <laughs> trying for the role of Nicolas Cage and face off. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. There we go. There we go. I'll be, I'll be John Travolta. Oh, good lord. And you be Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and this is the tryout for Face Off 2. Face, to be faces on, yes. Faces on? <laughs> faces on is the is the tagline. Why do I have to do my... Because you did a Nicolas Cage. Do you want to do a John Travolta? I don't think so. so. <laughs> All I have to do to do John Travolta is... It's so weird. No. Um, so you're doing Nicolas Cage. All right. No. Here we go. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird. I'm here, and I'm going to take your face again, and then I'm going to put it on my ass, and I'm going to make you be the ass face of my face. So weird. I can't do it. Oh. This is going to start in the Twitter. Guys, you got to start doing Anna Cage. Hashtag Anna Cage, yes. And every time we get those, Anna has to do a Nicolas Cage impersonation. Oh, <laughs> it really wasn't even that good. Um... It's so weird. You're gonna have to. <laughs> you have to do it. It's so weird. <laughs> All right. So next story. Um. Uh. That sucks. I got. Ex- I saw the word Brian and I got excited for a second. I was like <gasps> Brian Cranston. I was like, oh wait, no, that he's not sneezing. So, um, next story was just something I wanted to just briefly touch upon. So Kong Skull Island says it's to feature the biggest King Kong yet. I don't know if it's really considered a horror movie, but I figure it's sort of a monster movie. Yeah, it's a monster movie. Um, It looks like uh, the crew behind Godzilla Resurgence are saying that their fire-breathing lizard is going to be the biggest version yet put on screen. And now Jordan Vogt, Vogt, or Vogt, Roberts, anyways, Mm -hmm. has uh, told people that King Kong will be seeing in Kong Skull Island is going to be the biggest Kong there's ever been. Not 10 foot or 30 foot, but 100 foot ape. Um, and actually I'm interested to see it because it's got Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, and John C. Riley. So it's got some pretty decent names in there, so. Well, the first one did really well. Yeah, with, uh, uh, Adrian. Brody. Brody, Jack yeah. Black and, uh. Yeah. That other bitch. That, yeah, that, that one bitch. Um. Nicholas Cage. There we go. <laughs> Bust him out. No. Tell you. No. Um, it's so weird. I'm going to be the Kong in the movie. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm going to make people touch my butt. And then I'll touch his penis. I mean, her penis. I mean, so weird. I mean, no, no, not that. Uh, um, <laughs> so next story on was there's actually a movie that's coming out that's called uh, that's from uh, coming from Australia, actually. It's a uh, uh, zombie comedy called Me and My Mates versus the Zombie Apocalypse. Hmm. So uh, it comes out. You called on... it a zombie. This is a zombie. <laughs> right. Uh, it comes out on home video and digital and VOD platforms on July 5th. And actually, what kind of irritated me was somebody just goes, I just simply can't imagine how awful this must be. It's like, dude, it's going to be a zombie comedy from Australia. Like, it's going to be incredibly tongue-in-cheek. Get over yourself and just watch the damn movie and have fun. Now, the problem is is um, <clears throat> people just, uh, it's the internet, so people just like to complain about everything. That's true. Uh, it looks like... Uh, 
A new clip from the upcoming Australian zombie comedy has been released and shows Aussie comedians Alex Williamson and Greg Fleet trying to stave off a horde of zombies with not but a paintball gun and a multi-tool. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Sounds um, like great. They, uh, let's see, it follows three blue-collar Australian telecom tradesmen and some of their friends who are trapped in a telephone exchange during the onset of a zombie apocalypse. So it sounds like, you know, pretty much every zombie movie ever made, but in Australia. So I'm down. Now <sighs> uh, that I finally got that out of the way. Uh, that's good. Last story on the list, which actually I thought was pretty interesting because this is the first news I've heard about it. Um, Jim Carrey uh, will be executively producing the Eli Roth directed movie uh, Alistair Arcane. That's A L E I S T E R A R C A N E. Um, which he's also going to star in, according to Variety magazine or whatever. All righty then. <laughs> That's a good impression. No, it's not. It's a horrible yeah, it's impression. Close enough. Uh, the project is being made for Steven Spielberg's Amplin Entertainment, and when you read the synopsis, you will see why this is a perfect fit. Um, originally a comic book written by Steve Niles, uh, who wrote 30 Days of Night. Ooh. Um, Alice Cedar Arcane follows a group of children who befriend a bitter old man ruined and shunned by their parents. After his death, they ha- only they have the power to thwart the curse he has laid upon their town. Uh, there's no word yet on when filming will take place or what the expected release date is. I just thought it was a very interesting sounding um, movie, and I guess you can sna- you can uh, get the trade paperback on Amazon. But you don't have to go to Amazon. You go to the Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner, and then you can shop for this delightful comic book. And it's actually called Alistair Arcane. Again, it's A-L-E-I-S-T-E-R-A-R-C-A-N-E. So it does look very interesting, and it sounds fascinating. So, And it'll be nice to see uh, Jim Carrey back in the horror genre. So... Um, but yeah, that's all the news I got, so... Um, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up all that stuff. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about the movie review that we talked about. Now, this is, uh, the movie, uh, The Voices. Looks like it came out in 2014, and, uh, Ryan Reynolds stars in it. Uh, while doing some research, I found out that, uh, the voice of the dog, cat, and other fictional characters pretty much in the movie were actually voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Um, This is actually a pretty interesting movie, Um, but before we dive into that, let's uh, check out what uh, the synopsis is for this. Um, So, a likable guy pursues his office crush with the help of his evil talking pets, but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily necessarily. accurate. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't really turn sinister. I would say that it's just like one one bad thing after another. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we'll talk about. Okay. So first off, very quirky. Uh, this is a black comedy. Um, I wouldn't really say it's a so much as a horror movie, but I did like kind of the aspect of it. So apparently, you find out that Ryan Reynolds' character is he's a little off. He's a little um, socially awkward. Socially awkward and everything like that. Uh, he comes home, he talks to his pets, and they talk back. And you get to see this, and the dog has a very just like, oh, oh look at boy. And yeah. the cat, basically, to me, stole the entire movie because he has a Scottish accent, and he's just a fucking prick. And owning a cat, uh, you realize... That's a, a cat. That's, yeah. that's how I feel like my cat now talks to me now. He's all like, I'll say, you gotta fucking get out there and do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I just love, I love one time whenever he comes home and the cat just goes, fucking feed me. <laughs> it's just like, he's just glaring at him. He's like, like, the next time you forget to fucking feed me, I'll leave you another fucking gift. He's um, like, I left you a gift on the couch. But what I love about it was the dog, he's like, you hear that? I'm a, I'm a good boy. I deserve to be called a, a good, good boy. boy. Yeah. I just, he's like, no, you deserve to get hit by a fucking minivan. <laughs> um, but yeah, the cat steals the show. Like, if you want to watch this pretty much for free right now, it's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, definitely check it out. Um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, uh, very quirky, very good actor. Um, always liked him in things. This is like the oddest role I've seen him in, I think, just because he's not really being Ryan Reynolds. He's being just very – he's not uh, 
It's not his usual role. Sarcastic, you know, yeah. being kind of a dick, um, you know, persona or that. He's very just... He this is, is the a, most earnest I've seen him, I guess. Yeah, he's very likable character, and then shit just does not go his way. Uh, <laughs> and then you find out why. Uh, he does have a troublesome past. Like, I don't want to give away too much, like I said, like when Anna and I do these movie reviews, we kind of mm-hmm. give you a little bit of synopsis, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. So yeah, you soon discover a little bit of his past, and you're like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. And you can kind of see where he's going and everything like that, but I did like the fact that like basically the things are talking to him because he doesn't have... Uh, he's not taking these meds. And basically the meds basically show him how cruel the world actually is and how real the world basically is. Uh, but in his head, everything's nice, everything's pristine, he's just kind of happy. He lives in a fairy tale without taking these uh, kind of yes. pills. So, perfect example, there's one point where he's talking to this girl that he has a crush on. And he looks over at her and she's literally just sitting in the car wearing white and she's got angel wings. And she's glowing. And like that's his... That's his, uh, like, his view of her. And then the second, like, he stops taking his pills, like, everything becomes really drab, really gray, and just, like, way too real for him. And he just hates it, and he ends up throwing away the pills because he just gets so frustrated with it. Which, I mean, is kind of, like, you can almost see where he's coming from because there's some days whenever you're just like, well, fuck reality, I don't like this. I just want to curl up and sleep in my bed all day. So it's just like, I thought it was a very interesting take. And it's actually one of the first movies I've watched where you're like so sympathetic to the, basically the killer. That um, yeah, you can kind of see where he's coming, but it's it's kind of funny where like <clears throat> most of like most of the deaths, most of the murders he commits are kind of like accidental. At least the first two that he did, like it wasn't really like on purpose. Yeah. And then the third one, you're kind of like, all right. Um, <laughs> the third one, he's just like, meh. Yeah, you're yeah, like, wow. But it is a very, it has a weird ending. I'm not going to give that away. But yeah, it's very, I, I compared it to, it gives you kind of like a, almost like an American Psycho where it's like you you, you jump in, you enjoy the ride. Uh, and then it just kind of ends with this kind of like weird ending like, almost kind of thing. But um, yeah, but before we give our ratings, I say we give this, uh, if it's, I'm going to say five uh, out of ten, uh, no, five out of five uh, Scottish talking cats. Okay. Um, but yeah, so IMDb gave it a 6.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe Rotten Tomatoes, when I looked at it before, said 73% um, from the reviewers. Let's see. Uh, yes, so the ro- tomato meter, they gave it a 73%, and audience scored it at 56%. That's so weird to watch that, where you could see how... Like, they really will, like, not like a movie, and everybody will really like it, and everything like that. Um, yeah, where Rotten Tomatoes is like, this movie was terrible, and the audience is like, no, it wasn't, or the opposite, where, in this case, where t- the critics said 73 and the audience said 56. So, um, so Anna, what would you give this out of six Scottish-speaking, or seven Scottish-speaking Five. cats? Five, whatever. Nine <laughs> Scottish-speaking cats. Yeah, nine lives. Um, out of five, I would say probably three out of five. How do you fucking cunt? Uh, fuck you, you fucking Scottish bastard. Oh, no, you're a fucking cunt. You don't Anyways. fucking know what you're doing. What um, about you? I'd give it about a, what, probably like three. Okay, so three out of five as well. Three out of five as well. I mean, it's entertaining. It kept my interest. I think I kind of it kind of lost me at the, the. I mean, the ending I was laughing at when it happened, but you're just kind of. It seemed <laughs> to me. Like, what the? It fuck? seemed to me they had a great idea, and then they backed themselves into a corner, and then they're like, okay, how are we gonna finish this movie? And either they ran out of a budget or what. But then it was just it kind of. That's what I kind of hate with movies where you have a really good idea, and you're kind of like, okay, well, how is this gonna? How is this going to play How out? Is this gonna, super and, excited and, and, and it just ends. And then it kind of, well, that even kind of ends, but you see how they back themselves into a corner mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then... It's like that Doctor Who episode that you said was taking from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, just, just like at the end of it, it's all the doctor, it's like, everyone it's like believe. oh, it's back to normal, and, and it they, went past back a year, and you're just like, well, what the fuck? Like, what just happened? Uh, it's just crap. Um, but yeah, I... I, I yeah, I... I like how they left it off until like the very like uh I even liked like the 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 ending part with the animals with like the dog and the cat um but then after that I was like all right you, you just you just lost me yeah so but I yeah but yeah it's a it's a good movie like I said Jesus actually, showing up is pretty hilarious that though. was pretty funny <laughs> uh was not going to spoil that but um 
Well, they have say. no idea what I'm talking about. Um, so. But yeah, so actually, I just also noticed if you have Amazon Prime, it's also free on there right now as well. So yeah, go ahead, check it out. It's a fun, enjoyable movie. Um, definitely my money's worth. Um, but yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up all the uh, news for this week. Next week, I'm not sure if we're watching The Conjuring because the start of July, I would say not the probably the first. Yeah, no, we're not in July yet. July 1st isn't until I think next Friday. Yeah, so um, I think we're going to do so The Conjuring then, next week. Yeah, so next week hopefully we'll see The Conjuring 2. Um, and then all next month is going to be Ghostbuster month. So we're going to be not only talking about Ghostbusters 1, 2, the new reboot. Yes, I know. You guys can have your opinions about that, and we'll give you the 411 on it. Um, and then talk about all the other stuff, just stuff about Dan Aykroyd and the actors and how the movie got started and changes and stuff. Basically, this is the month of me just just indulging and nerding, nerding out about my favorite fucking movie of all time. So um, if you don't like Ghostbusters, then I would say just skip the fucking month of July. So, <laughs> And if you don't like Ghostbusters, then fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, I yeah. second that motion. So, yeah, so uh, we're going to head watch The Conjuring 2. Uh, might have a guest star on that one. I'll have to contact that person as well. Um, but, of course, you can find us at uh, BHorrorCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Stephen Mooney Jr. on the Twitter, S. Mooney Jr. on the Instagram. Don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com, not another BHorrorCast. Anna, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Maybe some... Uh, quick whips or uh, I got nothing. Where can um, you find oh. your serial killer stuff? Uh, if you want to look on, I've actually found out there's. You can either look on Wikipedia, or uh, you could search. I even found an interesting search by just looking up uh vampire serial killers. Mm. Um, or you can look up on Murderpedia. They have a long list of people on there. Um, also, if you have a Nicolas Cage impression. And you want to say that yours is better than mine. You no, are more than welcome to. No, no, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> if you liked what Anna delivered, uh, uh, hashtag God. Anna Cage yes or hashtag Anna Cage no at BHorrorCast. And if we get enough of those two, then Anna will have to bust out a Nicolas Cage impersonation every month. And we might give away a prize regarding that situation if you respond enough and to make it even better if it does win then you have to find quotes from his movies for her to read in that thing (laughs) so again hashtag go that's the contest find quotes and the best quote that we can find from nicholas cage movies will win a prize will win a prize but uh hashtag anna cage yes if you want to hear her impersonation or hashtag anna cage no and we'll just leave it at So, uh, but yeah, so I think that's going to wrap this up. Uh, Anna, until next time. Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Hashtag Anna.